Rob Reiner's Wilderness of Mirrors, A Christmas Carol Story, Part 1, The Ghost of Christmas Past. Rob Reiner holds his phone in front of his face and doom-scrolls Twitter. One after the other, all about the coming apocalypse, Donald Trump's potential win. The monster, the fascist, the beast is out polling Uncle Joe. How is this happening? He's indicted for felonies, a twice-impeached crook, con man, and dictator. He waged an armed insurrection to attack the Capitol and overthrow the election. He's worse than Hitler, worse than Mussolini. Who are these people that support him? Why do we have to share a country with them? Reiner was getting triggered by those he trusted and followed on Twitter, like the Lincoln Project, Liz Cheney, Mark Elias, Occupy Democrats, and Call to Activism. For podcast listeners, a tweet Rob Reiner reposted from Call to Activism. Brian Cranston on Trump. Quote, I've stopped worrying about Donald Trump's sanity. He's not sane. And the realization of his illness doesn't fill me with anger, but with profound sadness. What I worry about is the sanity of anyone who still supports this deeply troubled man to lead our country. End quote. They are insane, Reiner thought. Those who voted for Trump? We still don't know what to do with them or where to put them. Hillary is right, a deep programming facility to help ease them out of their love for that monster is the only way we can have a democracy. You know who protects all of us, he thought? Prosecutors like Jack Smith and attorney generals like Merrick Garland, our great president. Sure, he's old, but so what? He does what a president is supposed to do, like spend his whole life in government. Reiner is suddenly so full of rage he feels like a water balloon and can't hold back any longer. He cocks his fingers and fires off one tweet after another. Boom, says Rob Reiner. Jack Smith just trumped Trump. Boom, Rob Reiner says. The people of Ukraine are fighting and dying to protect democracy. The least we can do is vote for it. Rob Reiner says, if you care about voting rights, women's rights, LGBTQ rights environmental protection, gun safety, social security, Medicare. First, you must care about preserving our democracy. And the only way to do that is to vote for Joe Biden. Boom! Rob Reiner reposted Mark Elias. If you are voting for a third-party candidate, you are voting for Trump. And boom, says Rob Reiner. Time for us to wake up. The choice could not be more clear. If you want a fascist dictatorship, choose Trump. If you want to preserve American democracy, choose President Biden. A great day. As Reiner readies himself to head out the door to record episode five of his podcast, Who Killed JFK? His phone vibrates. A FaceTime call from James Carville. Hey, Rob, did you catch me on Mar? Yeah, on Twitter, Reiner says. We're going after the Christian nationalists, more dangerous than Al-Qaeda, I told him. The crowd went nuts for that chanting, clapping, frothing at the mouth. Then it went viral. Did you see it went viral? Mike Johnson and what he believes is one of the greatest threats 
we have today to the United States. When I, I, I promise you, I know these people. Well, you're talking about Christian nationalism. That's right? absolutely. This is a bigger <clears throat> threat than Al-Qaeda to this country. They, and let me tell you something. They're Speaker of the House. They got probably at least two Supreme Court justices, maybe more. Right? Don't kid yourself. And, and people in the press have no idea who this guy is, how he was formed, what the threat is, and this is a fundamental threat to the United States. Every one of my tweets goes viral, so I'm glad it happened to you, Jimmy. You uh, did know I was dropping my trailer for my beatdown of Christians like a day later, right? Yeah, Carville says. I was just greasing the pole for you, man. We have to stop the Christians, whatever it takes. I mean, they're the real threat to this country because they vote Trump. I know these people. I grew up with them. They're bad news. Even if they're not, I mean, we still got to win. And look what we got, a warmed-up bowl of oatmeal to work with. Though he was worse, him or Kamala Harris. Come on. Reiner stops himself from rolling his eyes. I know, Jimmy. I just made a whole movie about it. You want to hear the synopsis? Reiner didn't wait for his answer, just blurted it out word for word. Quote, from director Dan Partland and producer Rob Reiner, God and country, looks at the implications of Christian nationalism and how it distorts not only our constitutional republic, but Christianity itself. Featuring prominent Christian thought leaders, God and country asks this question, what happens when a faith built on love, sacrifice, and forgiveness grows political tentacles? Conflating power, money, and belief into hyper-nationalism. Directed by Dan Partland. Produced by Rob and Michelle Reiner. America and Christianity are like baseball and apple pie, and we celebrate them together. I was 16, 17 years old when I became a Christian. I'm an evangelical minister. I've been a Christian my whole life. I'm a Christian nationalist. I have nothing to be ashamed of because that's what most Americans are. Is Christian nationalism Christian? Um, no, it isn't. We should be blazing forth as a countercultural example, and instead, we're leading the charge of malice and division. Christian nationalism uses Christianity as a means to an end, that end being some form of authoritarianism. Being a Christian is about the values of inclusion. Christian nationalism is certainly not based on the values of the gospel. God wants America to be saved. They're told over and over and over again that you're in danger. You need to fight if you don't want to lose your country. We are in a civil war between good and evil. This is not a movement about Christian values. This is about Christian power. What happens to the people who don't believe this stuff? We are on the precipice. God is on our side. We're taking our nation back. The thing that keeps me up at night is that we lose democracy. Does that seem possible? Yes. Christianity at its best is committed to love and truth and justice. If we do this right, what a country we will be. Carville breaks his silence with a chuckle. <laughs>
what? Reiner says defensively. Uh, just maybe a little highfalutin for the flyover states there, Rob. We're trying to win votes here, not get invited to a book club party in Chappaqua. I'm just trying to save democracy, not win an Oscar. We have to shame them into not voting for Trump. We have to tarnish what's left of their reputations, all those Christians. We have to take everything from them, their love of Trump, their love of country, their love of God, everything. Okay, but no one's going to watch that except Jen Psaki in her Zumba class. Reiner feels his face flush crimson. Look, I gotta go, Jim. I gotta go record my podcast. Podcast? Yeah, about the assassination of JFK. Really? You think someone other than Oswald did it? I know someone other than Oswald did it, and I will name names. You sound like one of those guys who thinks January 6th was an inside job and that there's a whole conspiracy by the deep state to take Trump out of power. I'm hanging up now, Reiner says, if you don't shut up. Lee Harvey Oswald did not act alone, and it doesn't make me a fascist, brown shirt, cult follower, Nazi insurrectionist, domestic terrorist, to say so. Okay, man, okay, calm down. I'm just saying you sound like one of those guys. Reiner did something he would never normally do. He hung up on James Carville. The rage began to roil inside him again, making his heart pound. He had to shake it off. He had to sound like a rational human being when he got to the recording studio. Today, he was recording an episode called The Wilderness of Mirrors about CIA overlord William Jesus Angleton, who was part of a vast spying operation on anti-war Americans. Some idiot sent Reiner a link to a column by Seymour Hirsch, who had the gall to suggest someone other than Putin blew up the Nord Stream pipeline, the crackpot. Before he lost his head, though, he was a pretty good reporter. He broke the story that the government was spying on anti-war citizens back in the 1970s. For podcast listeners, the New York Times headline, Huge CIA Operation Reported in U.S. Against Anti-War Forces, Other Dissidents in the Nixon Years. Jefferson Morley, who, according to Hirsch, spent decades tracking the CIA and other state secrets stemming from Jack Kennedy's assassination onward and was now urging the Biden administration to declassify a 48-year-old Senate testimony of Angleton on CIA counterintelligence. But Reiner knew he would never betray his loyalty to Biden by bringing it up on the podcast, even if it's an important part of the story, just like he'd never credit Hirsch with any of it. Reiner was the one with the top-rated podcast, and he's got Soledad O'Brien working with him. Not like Hirsch, who is across enemy lines now, doing the bidding of Putin, writing on Substack of all places. Reiner had gone so deep for so long into the history of the CIA, the corruption, the Pentagon Papers, and the life of Lee Harvey Oswald. He was so anti-war, he was certain JFK's unwillingness to send troops into Vietnam is what got him killed. Not even the President of the United States could stand up to the war machine. The assassination of President John F. Kennedy is the greatest murder mystery in American history. I was 16 years old when it happened, and it has never left me. That right there was Rob Reiner, the legendary actor and director behind some of our most beloved movies, like When Harry Met Sally and The Princess Bride. He's now tackling the JFK assassination. His new podcast, Who Killed JFK, with journalist Soledad O'Brien, aims to reveal the truth surrounding the death of President Kennedy. The 10-part series is currently underway, and according to Reiner, it will eventually name the multiple shooters involved in the assassination. 
As Reiner's car glides toward the freeway, he spots a homeless man with a small furry dog by the freeway on-ramp. He reaches for his wallet and pulls out a 20. As he rolls down his window, he notices the man is black and wearing a MAGA hat. He can't believe his own eyes. The man holds a sign that says, Homeless vet in need of a warm place to sleep tonight. God bless you. Reiner stares hard at the man. I'll give you a hundred bucks if you throw that hat in the garbage where it belongs. The man looks at him confused. Why would I want to do that, he says. Trump is my man. He's taken so much crap all these years. He gives me hope that I can make it another day. If he can, I can. They're hunting Trump, who was our president, as a criminal. That's some bullshit. No one is above the law, says Reiner. Except the Bidens, except Hillary, the man says. Trump doesn't care about you, Reiner screams. No Republicans care about you. Christians don't care about you. Trump and Christians are the greatest threat this country, this world, has ever known. It's okay, says the man. I don't need your money. I hope you find whatever it is you're looking for. God bless you. What I'm looking for? Reiner screams again. I'm in a $100,000 car on my way to record a top-rated podcast. I directed movies like Misery, A Few Good Men, and American President. I'm friends with Bill and Hillary Clinton. I am not the one who's lost, pal. You are the cult member. You are the Nazi. You are the enemy. And with that, he crinkles up the 20, throws it at the man, rolls up the window, and speeds off. In his rear view, he watches as the man picks up the money, straightens it out carefully, and puts it in his pocket. A Reflection of Reality What's wrong, Rob? You're all sweaty, Soledad O'Brien says, greeting Reiner at the studio. Oh, nothing. Just stupid people, Soledad. Stupid people in a stupid country in a stupid world. Oh, well, hello to you, too. Let's get this over with. Reiner brushes past her and heads into the recording studio. He's not in the mood for chipper people. He takes his seat in the recording booth. With the headset on, he can hear his heart pounding. Ba-boom. Ba-boom. Soledad takes her seat but keeps her eyes downcast. Hey, Soledad, I apologize for my brusque tone. I'm having a bad day. You are? Well, welcome to the world. She smiles. It's all good, Rob. It's all good. Excited to do this episode. Moments later, Soledad reads her bit. The church committee published its final report in April of 1976. It revealed a trove of secret abuses at the hands of the CIA, NSA, FBI, and the IRS. Before and after the Cold War, these agencies were involved in global assassination conspiracies, infiltrating news programs, and conducting mind control experiments through programs like MKUltra. The committee's revelations shocked Americans. Then Reiner reads his bit. Welcome to the counterintelligence world of James Jesus Angleton, a world he referred to as the wilderness of mirrors. The term wilderness of mirrors points to the tactic of deception and disinformation that both the CIA and the KGB used against each other during the Cold War. 
It's a world where it's virtually impossible to tell what is reality and what is merely a reflection of reality. And our journey into the wilderness starts with Lee Harvey Oswald. Reiner thought the recording went well. As he drives home, he feels, not for the first time, relief. Now, the FBI, the CIA, and our government can be trusted to tell us the truth, to have our best interests at heart. They were a whole different breed back in 1963. Times change, and for the better. Meathead, dead from the neck up. That night, Rob Reiner hits the pillow hard. Some vodka and a documentary on Trump and Hitler helps him sleep like a baby. It isn't until after midnight that he begins to stir. He smells something like cigar smoke. What is that? No one in his house smokes. And then an image in the corner of the room shocks him awake. He blinks several times hard. Is that? No, it couldn't be. He's been long dead. Yet, there he is, his favorite armchair. From Television City in Hollywood. Boy, the way Glenn Miller played. Songs that made the hit parade. Guys like us, we had it made. Wake up, meathead, you lazy bum. Get up. It's time we had a talk. Reiner jolts out of bed and fumbles for the light. Nah, that light won't work. None of the lights work, dummy. I'm the ghost of Christmas past, and we don't like things shining in our eyes. Reiner splutters. What the Jiminy Christmas? No, the Archie Bunker Christmas. Remember me? Remember our show? Remember what life was like before idiots like you destroyed all good things. <laughs> what do you want with me? <laughs> I'm going to take you on a little trip down memory lane, you stupid loser. No, I don't want to go. You think I want to go? I was sent down here to teach you a thing or two, and I don't like wasting my time. He lights his cigar. The first thing I want you to see, Rob Reiner, a.k.a. Meathead, is that All in the Family was a show that brought the country together at a time of extreme division. We could all laugh together. We could share a meal. We could share a country. Reiner can't see his wife and Beb. They're not even in his house anymore. Where are they? That was comedy. Just think about it. You belong to an elite group of people at the very top who only care about yourselves. 
and people at the very bottom. You've abandoned the middle class. How can you tell stories for them, make them laugh, entertain them? You don't even know them anymore. What do you mean? Of course I do, Reiner says, but he knows that he doesn't. Hollywood would never make all in the family now because they couldn't tolerate me. They could never hear the way I talked about things and dare the audience to humanize me. I would be human garbage and you would go along with that. So what you're saying is Archie Bunker is MAGA? Yeah, probably, probably. And does anyone on television or in movies or in comedy ever think to include them in the story of America except as everything that's wrong with America? No, they push them out, they demonize them. What the hell happened to you? Hey, just because I hate Trump supporters doesn't make me a snob. They're a danger to the country. Is this what social media has done to your brain, Rob? You don't remember the whole point of All in the Family? Watch. What kind of a name is Stevie? <laughs> huh? Where are you from? Oh, uh, Chicago. I mean, what's your nationality? I'm an American. <laughs> I mean, where are your people from? They're from Poland. That will make you Polish, then. Huh? Yeah. Anything interesting in the paper? Yeah, 200 arrested in Vietnam Day peace demonstration. 200. They should have thrown a whole bunch of them in the can. Look at that picture there. Here they are, throwing all kinds of junk and debris at officers of the law. Desecrating on the American flag. What the hell are them peaceniks want, anyhow? Well, I think they just don't like the idea of America fighting an illegal and immoral war. Well, if they don't like it, they can lump it. <laughs> Take it down the road and dump it. <laughs> what are you, you saying America love it or leave it? That's right. It's a free country, so am's great. Well, that would include me, too, Mr. Bunker. Then toodly you to you, too. <laughs> well, well, what would our leaving solve? I mean, with or without protesters, this country would still have the same problems. What problems? Well, it's the war, the racial problem, the economic problem, the pollution oh, problem. Oh, come on, if you want to nitpick. <laughs> nitpick? Let me tell you something, Mr. Bunker. No, let me tell you something, Mr. Stivic. You are a meathead. <laughs> I'm meathead, dead from the neck up. Meathead. Oh, yeah, now I see what your idea of a free country is. You're free to say anything you want, but if, but if anyone disagrees with you, they're either thrown into jail or called a meathead, right? That's right, because this is American land that I love. Well, I love it too, Mr. Bunker, and it's because I do like protests when I think things are wrong. And stand beside her. And guide her. The right to the state is the principle upon which this country was based. With the light from above. Listen to me. It's in the Bill of Rights. From the mountains. Why do you think we broke away from England to begin with, huh? Because we didn't agree with them. We demanded freedom. It's guys like you who don't listen to reason. I mean, you're not listening to anything. You're totally closed-minded. You're prejudiced. You're prejudiced. You're prejudiced. Not anymore. I'm leaving.
Imagine having that kind of courage to make a show like that. Everyone could watch and laugh at both of us, both extremes in a room together, arguing about social issues of the day. That would never get made now. And from the looks of things, they can't tell a joke to save their lives anymore, and neither can you. Because they would have to make fun of themselves, and they can't do that. Reiner shrugs. Yeah, so, I'm the same guy. I didn't change. The country did when all the Archie Bunkers rose up and decided to vote for the dictator. Yeah, that's what you think, meathead. But look at it like this. The whole thing flipped. Now you're the Archie Bunker making excuses for the government. You're the sellout, the company man, who can't even realize he's making a podcast about the very thing they're doing to half the country right now. No one shot Trump, unfortunately, says Reiner. Well, how long before someone does? And when that happens, what will idiots like you do? Not spend 40 years obsessing over a government conspiracy, that's for sure. Don't you see that you look like a fool caring about one abuse of power, but not the other one right in front of your face, unfolding right now? Take me home. I don't want to do this anymore, Reiner says, his rage starting to simmer inside him again. Well, you can't look away anymore, Rob Reiner. By the end of this night, you will see what everyone else sees that you are protecting the same kind of corruption that was exposed back in 1974. You can go to sleep if you want, but you can't avoid the truth. And with that, Archie Bunker disappears, the smell of cigar smoke lingering. Rob Reiner feels himself back in his bed. He reaches out for his wife, Michelle, and holds her tight. What's wrong, honey? Bad dream? Yeah, it was a really... Bad dream. He shuts his eyes tight and tries to make it all go away. But even as he drifts off to sleep, he knows something or someone will wake him. It is too dark and too quiet. Coming next, part two of The Wilderness of Mirrors, Rob Reiner and the Ghost of Christmas Present. Thank you for listening to my special Christmas three-part episode. And thanks for listening to my podcast, SashaStone.substack.com. And remember, to thine own self, be true. She was driving last Friday on her way to Cincinnati on a snow-white Christmas Eve. Going home to see her mama and her daddy with the baby in the backseat. Fifty miles to go when she was running low on faith and gasoline. It'd been a long, hard year. She had a lot on her mind, but she didn't pay attention. She was going way too fast. And before she knew it, she was spinning on a thin black sheet of glass. She saw both her lives flash before her eyes. She didn't even have time to cry. She was so sweet. She threw her hands up in the air. She's a
to the shoulder when the car came to a stop. She cried when she saw that baby in the back seat sleeping like a rock. And for the first time in a long time, she bowed her head to pray. She said, I'm sorry for the way I've been living life. And I know I've got to change. So from now, 